Hello and welcome to the Group Slipper podcast. I'm Alice. And I'm Lucy. And together we want to invite guests to come and share their grief with us. Our aim is to cover a whole range of grief from a whole range of people. We're sorry for your loss, but we are glad that you have found us. Thank you for listening to the Group Sofa podcast. Today, we are joined by Jermaine from the Thinking Out Loud podcast. He shares with us the pressures of being a man in the grief and mental health community, how he has found his therapy in his very own podcast, Thinking Out Loud pod, and shares with us some precious memories of him and his parents. Um, so for your listeners, everyone listen, I'm Jermaine, um, one half of Figuring Out Loud podcast, a podcast I started with um, my co-host Ben. We actually started it, uh, well, last, just in the middle of the pandemic, I think in March. Um, like we've got, gone through bereavement, not not early on, but we went through bereavement and five, well, mine's going on six years and that's the bereavement of my parents. And Ben, um, his has been since he was 13. So um I think essentially for me, the podcast was a way to, for us to kind of talk about our grief because one of the major things what I realized was that there wasn't anyone kind of talking about it and I felt quite isolated. So like, I'm usually quite an expressive person. So I felt like the podcast was the gift that I didn't know that I needed and others that would help others in the process as well. Because, um, you know, like I think with grief, especially amongst young people, it's often a thing where like it's not spoken about a lot and also amongst men as well and so I felt like that was us creating that platform was a way to kind of not only channel our thoughts but hear other people's um, stories as well about their grief and also learn about different things and different aspects of grief because as you guys know as well it's probably a, a huge like grief is just it's, it's so huge and there's so many different like um, like layers to it as well so that's been going on for like a year now um and it's it's where we keep we're going to keep going um thankfully um because it's something that we feel like we needed for ourselves when we was uh young so I lost my dad um in 2014 and my mom in 2015 so a year after each other um and for any for anyone kind of going for the first time you're just quite puzzled with different emotions Mm. different feelings thinking this hang on a minute this is not quite right because you know I always had this sort of like innocent sort of um I always call that like Disney like thought of like you know parents when you when you bury your parents you're, something you often do when you're you know in maybe middle-aged you know as you get older not really at yeah. in your early 20s um yeah. you know obviously I, I know that's not how it works that's not because in life like you can you know it's life and death is it's part of it's part of the cycle of life but unfortunately we can't kind of choose when you know when we lose someone and but yeah it was it was a difficult process because I always saw my parents you know as my you know the people who brought me into this earth and also people who are gonna are gonna guide me through you know I didn't really think grief is something I have to deal with so early on and um that it was it was definitely tough because it's like it's like learning something for the first time there was no blueprint as I mentioned earlier there was no sort of like you know, support group that I knew of or even podcasts that I came across, um, you know, and all that sort of changed when we started the podcast because through starting, not only did we realise there are more people in this, but there's actually a community of people that, that help each other. You yeah. know, like, I'm sure you guys know the likes of talking about loss, um, even podcasts like your podcast, um, Grief Gang, um, and so many other podcasts. And I felt like, oh, wow, okay, like, this is actually, there's actually a space for, for us 
there's a real sense of community. Yeah, and it's like, well, I've like, it's kind of bittersweet because you know I didn't want to be here, but at the same time, I'm glad I'm not doing this alone. You know, so yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it, it's such a I can't quite describe it. Whilst like I may not, you know, know everyone um so personally, but it's like we know something so personal about each other, and it's like. Mm. You know, and I think I don't know how we kind of think of meeting people. You know, we don't often share like personal details. But everyone, <laughs> you know, the crap, I think, when you're both going through grief, you're like, oh, let's cut all the bullshit friendship stuff. Yeah, like, I'm going exactly. to connect with you on this thing that we both have experienced. Um, exactly, exactly. That's exactly it what it is. Made like, I mean, I'm so sorry that you've lost both of your parents and in such quick succession. And I think the way you talked about, you know, there's no blueprint that's you know really good way of describing it because it just feels like utter chaos when you're first going through it how did you cope by having such you know such quick succession of losing both of your parents like that's a a lot to deal with in less than two years you know I think like I I don't feel like I coped well um I think for me it was just more of a thing of going through that loss I just sort of gone with it afterwards so what I mean by that is you know, have, rather than kind of taking time to really process things or even consider, okay, how am I feeling? How is this affecting me mentally? It was just like business as usual. So, you know, going back to work and doing what, you know, the day-to-day and not really kind of acknowledging it. And I feel like I realised that in hindsight, that, that wasn't the best thing to do, um, you know. And I think it was only up until maybe, I would say, like 2016, no, 2017, sorry, um, when I really start to kind of process things and understand that, okay, this is not something that's going to go away. No matter how much you want to sort of get on with things and bury your head in the sand, it's something that you have to deal with. And I'm not someone who kind of runs from the emotions. I'm quite, I'd say that I'm quite like self-aware in terms of, you know, like feelings, how, if I'm feeling good or not, if what I need to do in terms of my mental health. But I just think at the time it was just because like, there was so much going on. I feel I like almost didn't have time to, to grieve because like, I've just lost one parent and already I'm, I'm still grieving that one parent. And, and the next, the following year, I'm, I'm back with grief again. So it's like, <laughs> I don't get how I'm supposed to process. So I think I did kind of yeah. bury my sand, um, you know, but I felt like um, I had like, a, I won't say like, like a sort of um, light bulb moment, but I just started to realise actually, you know what, like this is, this is a lot to take for, like, I'm not saying I'm the only one to have lost a parent, but it's a, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot. It is a lot. And actually, the thing that I, I think I've learned from talking to people who have lost both parents, and because I've only lost one of my parents, thank you, thankfully my mum's still alive, but I don't think that that weight, you know, the weight that you guys are carrying even really resonates. I don't think yeah. that you actually have the capacity to be able to acknowledge just how much that is that you're carrying because it's an extreme and like you're just in survival mode just constantly and there's no way in we you know that quickly you could possibly process anything like you said then you know it doesn't go away you know that you just have to face it and something that we were talking to mark about earlier on is that you know even years and years and years down the line, it's still going to be there. It's still going to be something you have to process and you have to give time to, but it just depends on like finding the capacity to do that. And that's really, really difficult. So how old were you when you lost your parents? Um, So I lost my 
my dad, um, I was 2014, so I was 23 when I lost my dad. And I was 24 when I lost um, my mum. So that was, so my dad was in April, in April, and my mum was in April, yeah, April 2014, and my mum was passed away uh, in October, like I think two weeks just before my, my birthday, which was a bit oh, like- Oh, that's rubbish. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't big on celebrating birthdays anyway, but I just mm-hmm. felt like, you know, that kind of, um, I think for about maybe a year, maybe a year or so, I was like, you know, I'm not doing birthdays anymore. Now I have reason not to, but but I didn't want to let that, after some time, I didn't want to let that kind of, you know, um, how can I describe it? Like sort of like dampen my my kind of, my birthday or just dampen that that day that's supposed to be a day of celebration. And, you know, where yeah. you, you know, because it is hard, but I feel like, you know, even where in the space I am now mentally, it's something that, you know, listen, like I'm, like I said, like this grief, no one showed me how to do it or what to do or how to process it mentally, but I, I somehow just give myself credit. So I don't, I'm not saying I don't celebrate on other days, but my birthday is one day I realize, you know what, you've, you've done well with your, with this grief. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to be in where I am now, not having that support or even starting this podcast, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be truthful because there's been so many different things that's come from it and you know like it's it's just something that I, I didn't realize I needed and I'm just so thankful to be um to have a community of people like yes I, I, like I said earlier like I don't know everyone personally but I still feel I can build a, a, a report with people quite easy and unfortunately and in a bittersweet way it's, it's because of grief that's that's what we're all bonded by grief and yeah you know, yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. It's bittersweet, but I'm. But I'm thankful that I'm. I'm again, like I said, I'm not alone in this kind of journey. You know. Yeah, definitely. And um, just I've lost both my parents as well. And I don't know about you, but when my so my mum died first, and then my dad, and when, yeah. when dad died, I just had this massive feeling of like, oh shit, here we go again. <laughs> you know, and it, and it's sort of difficult of like oh you, you already know how crap it is losing losing one and then when it happens the second time it's almost like the unimaginable happens and like then you're sort of living this like crazy crazy reality and I think um you know in those early days you do sort of think to yourself like how am I ever gonna you know how am I ever gonna get out of this like how am I ever gonna go on to live my life yeah. um one of the questions you said about that you would want to talk about was talking about the darkest depths of your journey um when would you say that like the real like low points were would you say that was quite early on or um I I think I I would say maybe about a year after so 2016 um there was a time where I, I felt really like like I was really struggling and I felt like I, just, I won't say I, I don't. I just want to add a bit of trigger warning. Um, I wasn't. I won't say I was um, suicidal, but I just didn't. I just felt like I'm just trapped in this kind of state of being always yeah. being sad, and I'm like I, I don't know how to get out of it. And yeah. I remember like um, signing up for therapy, thinking you know this is gonna help me, you know because I've, I've what I've known from therapy, like the whole kind of like the typical things oh therapy you know it's, it's supposed to be this thing where you go to therapy and you're a brand new person the next day but you know having gone therapy I didn't it wasn't like that that's not how it works you know, yeah. like, you know magic like a, wand yeah, come on then exactly. make me better yeah so I was just like okay well maybe if I go for maybe I'll, I'll start to feel a bit better 
Um, but I didn't. So I just thought, okay, how, how, like, am I going to deal with this? Because, like, it just felt like every, I won't say every day, but for for, for that that whole year, definitely, it was, it was a hard one. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of, I would say, like, suffering in silence, not being able to talk to those around me about this grief. Because most, to be honest, most people around me didn't really understand it. Like, I don't, amongst my, apart, apart from family, you know, my friends and my closer circle, they, they didn't really, haven't really lost um, both parents or, and I just didn't feel, well, there's no really point talking to them about it and because they're not going to understand what I'm going through. And don't get me wrong, I, I did appreciate the support, but I just didn't feel like I, I could turn to people. And I think it was probably about, I'll say 2017, 18, where I kind of felt more like, it, I would say out of that kind of dark space. And it wasn't like anything to do with, you know, going to therapy again, but I just started to realize, actually, you know what, like this is something that is not going to go away. So, so for me, it was more the question of, rather than trying to get rid of the grief, is how, how am I going to move with it? Yeah, so, yeah. And I think that's what kind of gave me a lot of peace, you know, like understand that, you know what, this it's okay that this grief is not going to go away. Like, yeah. and as sad as it is, like, you know, and, and also I forgot to mention as well, during that kind of, the whole reason why I felt in that dark space is because, like, it's bad enough losing one parent, but telling people you lost both parents, it's like this kind of like instant kind of wave of sympathy. And I and I know people don't, yeah. don't mean it to to be sympathetic, but I just felt well, I didn't want people to feel feel sorry for me, but I I felt like someone who didn't belong anywhere because I I lost both parents. I didn't feel like someone that that was worthy. I just felt you know because I just feel like the way I see our parents is that they're the people who like again brought us here and people who we go to for guidance so I just felt almost like a lost sheep and you know that that was quite hard to kind of get out of because it took a lot of trying to um you know I had to be my, my own cheerleader my biggest fan and say look as much as it's it's painful and but it's nothing to be sad about so I think that 2018 period was where I really started to kind of like understand that you know as much as it, it is sad but it, I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not living in a state of constant sadness like yes there are going to be days where this is tough you know birthdays anniversaries you know any other day that anything that's that's triggering but at the same time I'm okay like this is something that I, I can live with and and I think off the back of that that's that strength or that that being at that place of peace was kind of what made me you know even have the courage to start the podcast and even just start doing other things and like with grief you know like, like writing about grief and just talking more about it so you know that that's where my it's like almost like a period of where I'm gaining my confidence back so I'm out mm. of that kind of dark space and yes I'm, I'm a different person because the grief has changed me but I'm still the Jermaine that people know and people that, that I've been familiar with not to say it's, it's I need to I need to prove to people that I'm the same but I knew internally that you know as much as a big part of me is missing but I'm, I'm still living and I'm, and I'm still at peace so yeah, it, it it was tough. It was it was definitely a, a difficult. Yeah, it sounds like you really, you know, you you kind of pulled through the darkest time and then managed to create your own community. Like the way you were talking about, you know, not feeling like you could resonate because nobody else had lost both parents. And I think that you know, actually, again, speaking about when we were talking to Mark, whose dad was murdered, like he was finding it really difficult to find a community of people because like people had lost other people, but they hadn't had it the same that he had. And that's, you know, I suppose quite similar in that, 
it's really hard to actually find people who resonate exactly and that's one of the best things about this grief community and I'm sure you will have found from doing the podcast is that you know that you're creating content that's going to go out and help somebody like remind them that they're not alone and that somebody else feels the way that they feel and that somebody else has been through the same thing that they've been through and that they're still going and that they're you know that they're okay in inverted commas you know like they're getting on you know like it's okay because there's people who have gotten past that point I think you know it's really great again speaking to a male voice that's a few years down the line with your grief as well like as a really good point you know to young men everywhere that you know even in those darkest points you can pull through it and you've gotten to this point now do you think there's quite a lot of pressure that you felt like as as a man like having you know not having that same network we've interviewed a lot of women (laughs) like Mm. you and Mark are the first men that we've interviewed because men don't generally put themselves forward and we've actually like gone out and reached out to the male community trying to you know get people onto the podcast because we really want to represent the male voice as well but do you think that you know that pressure is there just because you're a man, because you're kind of that strong, you know, be strong, get on with it, be the man of the house, all of that kind of mentality. Yeah, the hundred percent, definitely. And I think what it is as well, because like I said, I, I do like to think I am quite self-aware, but what it is, a lot of us, well, I can only speak for myself, but I feel like there's a lot of conditioning and part of it is like, is like saying to myself, you know, I'm a man. So sometimes I might be apprehensive about certain things. I might not want to say something because I feel like actually, Mm, if I say this, am I gonna? How am I gonna come across? Like, and one of the biggest things, I, I'll be honest, when I did start the podcast, I, I still had trouble with that is like expressing because I felt like this is so niche that it's not gonna be for everyone. And this, at the same time, I thought, well, how can I kind of express myself where everyone will understand? And and the truth and the truth thing about it is that not not in in a sort of like um way of saying that I don't mind people, everyone listening to it, but I feel like you got I had to understand that it's, this isn't, isn't for everyone, you know, like the people who it's for, you know, people who have gone through grief, you know, it's for them. But I have to say people who haven't gone through can't um, take a few things from it or learn from it because essentially, like, um, I want that. But I think what, what I, I got to the point where, like, just focus on sharing your grief and, and share by sharing it, by educating people about different things you've experienced. And as, as a sort of... Um, and inadvertently, I think other people will gravitate towards it. But if I, but I said to myself, if I keep focusing on, oh, I'm a man, so if I say this, how are people gonna perceive me as weak? But honestly, I think once I kind of let go of those kind of preconceived notions, it's just, yeah, it, I'm just, you know, I, I can be myself. And it was hard, but I feel like, you know, you have to just be comfortable in your own skin, man. And, and I think a lot of the time. It's, it's always something new about oh, a man's like this a man's like that it's like we're always going to be constantly chasing what this definition of masculinity is but at the same time you've got to be at peace with look I'm this I'm not everything but I'm this and I'm fine with it whatever that may be to you and yeah. because otherwise you're always going to be enslaved to people's opinions or trying to write their approval and I feel like especially in the grief space it's not really about that it's not about you know me telling my story and oh and people saying oh actually well as a guy, you shouldn't be too emotional or you shouldn't be too, you know, I, I think even it's, there's even strength in talking about something so so difficult as losing someone, you know, I, I think there's strength in that. And 
you know people might not see that or might not understand that um you know but i just feel like to be able to kind of even even talk to you guys today that there's a level of strength and and the reason why i'm i feel like i'm able to to be at this mental space is because like, i've let go of certain things and certain of of what it is i need to to do as a man or be like as a man but all i think i can do is be myself and that's the best thing i can, I can offer to anyone who who comes who across path with or anyone that that speaks to me you know and i think um it's always gonna be subjective as to what masculinity is but overall like you have to be comfortable with who you are like i, I would say you know yeah no i think that's a really good message and how's how's your family dynamic changed you know have you got siblings you know how you know how's the kind of role shifted are you the oldest or um so it's kind of so how i'd explain so it's quite a big fan so what it is i've got three sisters and an older brother but my two sisters and my older brother are from my dad's side so currently it's just my sister and my aunt and in terms of how we are now I think we definitely communicate a lot more um so in, in a strange but good way it's the grief has definitely allowed us to have a bit be a bit more closer and in terms of even like with my aunt my aunt um so my aunt is my mum's um younger sister and she's just like a a second mum to me I've always kind of seen as a second mum but honestly we have the best relationship like it's like we communicate mm-hmm. like almost daily and it, and before and it wasn't really like that and again this is the, this is what I mean by the bittersweet thing about yeah about grief. It, there's, there's so many it's sad because we, we both miss her yeah. you know her mum but at the same time it's like look at what we've kind of developed in that process so again, yeah definitely I'm, I'm happy things have happened this way but I'm I'm happy that I'm able to like you know still maintain a good relationship with a family and have that good support network, you know. So yeah, I'm definitely. Really... It does. It just changes absolutely everything, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, would you say that it's changed your friendships and relationships at all? Have you had any like really supportive friends that have got you through, and have you lost any friends along the way? Um, definitely. I think in terms of my friendship groups, I think I'm I'm a lot more. Um, I can't describe it like more appreciative of my friends so you know I'm I'm, I'm yeah. not to kind of tell them listen like I love mm. you guys man even on, on a random Tuesday and they might think what Aww. like, <laughs> yeah. like what's going on is, it, is this crypt- it's not it's not cryptic but it's just like sometimes you have to appreciate what you do have because yeah. when you go through grief like and one lesson you learn is that people are not people are not going to be here forever as much as we we want to mm. you know you know as we get older our parents will get older people around us get older so it's not like, you know, I'm getting older and, you know, like people are growing at a different place. We're all getting older at the same time. So you got to understand that, like, you know, that me- that requires a different understanding. And I feel like with, with grief, my outlook has changed. So, like, I'm more appreciative of the people around me now. And, you know, and and, and letting them know how you feel isn't is giving people their flowers, as I like to call it. You know, like, we should do it more often because, again, we don't know tomorrow. You know, we don't know the next hour or you know or even the next 30 minutes so it's just like what did you call it giving people their flowers yeah just oh no, i love that <laughs> if, if you if you miss someone you miss your friend tell them if you appreciate them let them know like, it doesn't matter you know yeah, like, like don't don't wait till they're dead to say all the nice yeah, things about yeah, them yeah, you know yeah. tell them whilst they're alive um in fact i was i was talking to someone um someone the other day that said something to me that really stuck out and i feel like this is perhaps maybe something that you felt is that my grief has taught me to like love more deeply and like care more deeply. And it's made me like such a, um, 
yeah like I just want to like tell everyone I love them all the time do you know what I mean you just want to go around and yeah tell people all the things that's great about them because you hope that they're going to be around forever but like you say you just don't know and yeah you know had two people die you've seen it happen once and you've seen it happen again and it does really alter the way that you look at life in general yeah definitely and, and I think I've been I think I've always been a uh, a sort of like a a deep person in the sense where I'm always thinking about like life you know like different perspectives but you know having gone through grief I'm definitely a lot more like I would say like a thousand percent more appreciative of people around me and I'm not being able to and being passionate about it. I mean, some might see it as, oh, you know, a bit too much or, well, I, I don't say it as too much, but I feel like it's, it's changed me. Like it's changed me for, for, the, for the better. Like I, I can't even tell you the, the person I was before grief. And whilst a part of me has, has also kind of died, but it hasn't, but a new part of me, that's that sort of, that I've, I've, this grief has given birth to is is hundred percent better than the last person. And, and again, I always want to reiterate like, I would love to have arrived at this place without going through all the grief, all yeah, that yeah. trauma. But you know, mm. that sometimes life just works, and like sometimes your pain is like your biggest blessing in, in a sense. Sometimes, and often, you know, we don't realize that. And it's not to say that we should, like, in every scenario, every walks of life, that people should go through pain to kind of really understand who they are. But unfortunately, I had to go through that to understand who I am and to to appreciate the person I am and. You know the people around me and and you know that's one of the classic things of uh, lessons of life you know you don't appreciate things until more until you know it's taken away you know? yeah definitely that's so true that's so true and like I can really resonate with so much of the stuff that you're saying um just sort of like sat here like nodding my head thinking like yeah that's really true um how would you say that you feel connected to your parents like on birthdays or anniversaries do you do anything do you sort of do anything to feel connected to them or um it was actually my mom's birthday on sunday actually um oh was it no no this sunday coming so oh, coming up yeah. yeah how are you um, feeling about that you know i'm i'm okay for now i would say but it's, yeah. it's one of those tricky days where like you know birthday anniversary I'm, i don't know i'm not quite sure how i'm gonna feel but almost a thing where i just kind of like let the day come but one thing i do is often give myself space to be in a space where I, I don't have to worry about other things so like for example like usually on a day I'll often like if it's if it falls on, on a on a weekday it's often a day I take off work so I can just allow myself to yeah definitely uh, yeah do you know what I mean I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I'm, I'm gonna um you know be all over the place on a day but I just don't know so I think the best thing is like allowing space giving space for that creating some sort of space for that so you know um like this Sunday I, I generally don't know if I'm going to do anything but I think in terms of staying connected I always feel connected to mom almost every day like you know um like for me like I, I always look at a picture every day that I have in my room you know me like the podcast like the writing about about grief and her it it's always makes me feel you know I never feel disconnected from her so I, I guess on the actual days even though I'm not saying it's it's, it's still hard but I don't feel as bad because either way I, I don't feel like there's, there's been a sense of disconnect ever since she's passed or you know so I always feel like I'm at, I'm at peace but in, well sometimes like in terms of um in the past I've, I've we've kind of had a celebration as in my family members and I you know just a little bit of toast but in some years it's been it's been just you know a new normal day you know um so this year I'm, I'm not really 
I don't have anything planned per se, but like in terms of the feeling connected with her, that's something I, I never really worry about because she's always, there's not a dad that goes by that I don't think about her or my dad. So, you know, the days, um, but again, the days, bear that in mind, they're, they're still difficult because it's just the emotions that you don't really know how to, what, what, what you're going to get on yeah. the day. Definitely. You don't know what you're going to get on the day. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, it's like funny, like, because sometimes they can go by and you sort of, you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. And other yeah. times it's like, fuck, you know, yeah, you're literally, yeah. it's like gut-wrenching pain. And yeah, like, you just don't know what you're going to get. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like last year when it was my mom's 50th anniversary, like the build up to it, I was like, oh gosh, it's been five years. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but honestly, the day came and I was absolutely fine. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's 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 so up and down. Um, and I think yeah, like you you just can't really predict. You can't predict it, but that is just grief in general. You know, any day or any time, you just can't really predict how you're you're going to react. Yeah. Um, I was wondering actually if you wanted to try and describe like grief or like explain how grief has been for you like any well trying to make sense of it because it's so crazy but yeah like if I could describe in in the, in the most uh, simple way it's basically a roller coaster at Owen Towers where it's going up <laughs> yeah. it's going down it's coming back up again you're going down again but I said this time it's non-stop you know Owen Towers you have like a usually like 60 minutes 90 minutes however long the rides are but this is just a constant thing, constant thing, constant thing. So it's like an ongoing ride that doesn't stop. But you know, you're you're strapped in for life, unfortunately. But um, but for real, you, you somehow you know, you know, in old times people scream, people shout, you know, the adrenaline. But you're used to it now, so I guess it's like so. That's what makes me um, be able to continue riding this roller coaster because I'm I'm used to it. It's not it's something that I've okay, I'm I'm here now. But yeah, you know, it's just ride the wave, really. You know. You get so used to the twists and turns that you're just like, well, you know, they're going to come at me at some point, so we're just going to go with it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a great analogy. It's a really good it's analogy. Like if, and actually, if you're actually on a roller coaster, like properly, and you know when you put your head forward and your head just like bounces around yeah, yeah. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. getting bashed from like side to side. Yeah, honestly. Ah, honestly. That's great. That's what the bad days feel like. <laughs> Like it's almost that that whole um adrenaline where your head gets pushed. That that's like grief saying, actually, you know what? You're not coming out of this one. Like, put, hold your head up high. Like, I'm I'm stuck with you for life, whether you like it or yeah. not. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's that kind of thing where okay, you know, we understand it now. You're not going anywhere, so I'm gonna be here. Like as much as it, it's, I wish I was, you know riding the bumper cars instead but i'm here i'm on this ride so <laughs> let me just kind of like, we're gonna have to come that. up with some kind of like fairground um imagery yeah. for the uh for the instagram <laughs> posts <laughs> just see <laughs> alice's little brain scheming away at the moment you know, so um, that, that's what is in a nutshell for me really that's so that's a really good analogy um i was just wondering actually if you had any kind of favorite memories that you'd like to share of your parents um i know you said that you feel really connected to them all the time and obviously you had a good relationship with them to have that kind of connection still so have you got any kind of really solid memories that always make you smile or or laugh i think for me it's definitely my, for my mum in particular um i would say my graduation day 
that was I think that she was like as any mother would, yeah. would be, you know you'd be happy but I think like she was like oh you know it was such a nice day you know she can now tell her friends oh my son graduated because I remember like um when so I told proud. Her, yeah, like, <laughs> when I told her I got um I was like oh mum yeah um I got my result I got a two one she's like oh my god like she was telling her friends oh yes my son went to Leicester he got a two one I remember like um we went to, uh, it was my uncle's uh, 50th um, birthday party. And I remember that, like, you know, as you do, that you sell out to different people. And she would tell on, to, she would introduce me to people saying, oh, this is my son. Oh, by the way, um, he just graduated from Leicester. <laughs> <Yeah. Aww. laughs> We're here to celebrate him. Forget about the birthday. This is his day. <laughs> yeah. And at the time I was thinking, mom, it's just, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's not that big of a deal. But, but looking back now, actually, you know, that, that was her proud moment. You know, um, so that yeah, that I think that kind of out of the memories that one really one that sticks out. Um, That's so lovely. You know, and in terms of my dad, I think definitely, uh, oh, we definitely used to watch Tom and Jerry together. Like that was our thing. This we like, I don't know why he he liked it so much, but I just remember like sitting in the living room, what me and my sister and I just watching Tom and Jerry, and he would just be laughing so hysterically. Uh, about how like Tom will literally I don't know is, is, is Tom the, the mouse or is Tom the <laughs> I can't remember no, Tom, I'm not sure <laughs> no, no no Tom no Tom is Tom's the, the cat, cat isn't it yeah, Tom's yeah. The cat. yeah Tom's the cat Jerry's the mouse yeah yeah Tom's the mouse and I remember like it's always it was funny because it's like t- Tom is the cat but he's always getting outsmarted by Jerry and it'll be funny how, like, literally every bait that Jerry sets, Tom just lures into it blindly. Mm. And that used to always get to get him in hysterics. And, like, yeah. it, was, it was so funny at the time. But then... I love you know, that child is humour. I love it when you see your parents, like, acting like kids. Like, the things that used to make my dad laugh now, just, like, I, like being able to just hear his big kind of belly laugh in just thinking about those memories is really, really nice. Memories are so priceless, and at the time you don't really understand it because, again, it's like someone to for a memory to, to really be impactful, it's almost you have to remember it in hindsight, unfortunately. Well, with grief, anyway. Like, and yeah, that it was just it was just like just looking at them laughing again, you know, like it, it was it's was, it was definitely something that I remember that I hold there. Like, and again, that, that's what we have now the memories, so definitely the good ones. I always I'll, I never forget them, and well, I won't say I have bad memories, but yeah, it's 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 always yeah. I always smile when I think of the memories of my of my parents. Oh, that's so nice. And yeah, it's it's funny actually. I was literally talking to somebody today about my dad's sense of humor and how that's just the thing that I love and miss about him so much because he just had this really like mischievous side to him, like a really like childish side that was just really funny. So you sort of spoke a little bit about um, like find like starting your own podcast, like finding the grief community as we refer to it. Would you say that's been like the biggest thing that's helped you through your grief? Oh, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, like, that that like I, I just what, what, what brought you into it? Did you like? Did you just decide you wanted to do it for yourself, or was like had you or did you already found the community before you started the podcast? Like, what came first? Like, how did it all happen? Yeah. Before the podcast, it was literally like I, I I enjoy listening to podcasts and all that kind of. So I guess one of one of the, one of the reasons behind of doing it sorry, was because I wanted to have my own. But honestly, like I know sometimes people always get that cliche from I didn't expect it, it to go this way. But honestly, I didn't expect. I just thought it would just be literally yeah. me and Ben talking about 
our parents but mm. what what has come from it has been it's been absolutely amazing and it's like having so many different people come on it and you know I, I, didn't, I didn't expect that I literally just thought it'd be just a podcast where we, we're going to do- document our, our, our story and put out our content you know and I would say so just even just like meeting different people and um, having joined different groups that talk about loss I've, I've been to a few of the meetings um, TNN as well um, and it's just like once I've kind of been able to like talk to different people and it's kind of actually you know what I'm not alone in this but it's like it's that off the back of the podcast and honestly that I think that's the, the biggest thing for me so like the community definitely was if I wanted to start a podcast I definitely want to meet these people so even the, even the likes of yourself so I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for it honestly like you know and I think it's something that I found I finally found the place and create a platform at the same time where like I can talk about my grief and, and, and I can do it in such an open and honest way and you know and, it, and it's not and one of the things as well I was saying earlier you know like I didn't feel like I've talked to my friends about it because they don't understand another thing is that you know there's there's no sort of um how can I put it like oh you know you're talking about grief too much but the thing is if you're in, in a space yeah, yeah. that's encouraged there is no such thing as too much yeah, so, like if you're on a grief podcast or a grief meetup, you're going to be talking about grief. So exactly. <laughs> it's sort of like a, a space where you feel safe and able to sort of talk about it and not feel any element of maybe like, oh, they're going on about it again, yeah. or oh, exactly. I don't know what to say, because everybody gets it and everyone can resonate with at least some of the stuff you're saying. Definitely, definitely. That, that's exactly how how I feel. And, you know, like through starting a podcast, like that, that's essentially what, what's happened. And you know, and I'm 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 happy about it. I'm, I'm I couldn't be any more grateful. Like as I said before, you know, it's a shame how we got here, but we're here. You know, so I'm I'm not I, I can't be too mad. Or too, <laughs> you know, you have to find the silver linings. I think exactly. it's it's exactly. we had um we had a guest um called Ruby, and we talked a little bit about you know I said oh I'm just. I'm really gutted that my dad never got to meet Alice because she's become like my best friend. And I didn't know Alice before um, dad died. We met through it, Let's Talk About Loss yeah. and then started this podcast off the back of that and have become great friends. And Ruby said, well, you know, they're just gifts. Like these people are gifts from your parents, whether you want to see it like that or not. Like these people have come into your life and they're supporting you through this time and I think the grief community like has the real power to do that you connect with people who you wouldn't have ever known about before and you know they help you through everything (laughs) I I tell Alice about everything (laughs) and you see that's what I'm saying even 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 like because it's similar to how um me and Ben met not so much we met through like a, a group but like I already knew Ben's sister and um you know, she reached out to me. We were just talking. I was like, "Oh, um, you know, you know, this is my brother." And then literally, we just started talking. And from it was so instant the way we built a report with each other because, like, he understood what I was going through. I understood what I was going through. And honestly, like, it's been like the again, like you said, the, it's good take as a, a gift. Mm. Like, realize, so you know, like, that's so like, nice that you met that way as well, and like you found that solidarity in each other. And I think that's just it's just such a precious thing. And yeah it's rubbish that our parents aren't well you you know my dad's not here to see um or meet those people but you know I just know that like he would love everything that we're doing which is really great I have to admit when you were saying like oh I didn't know how well the podcast would go 
I also thought that me and Alice might just be like recording and nobody would be listening for, for like months and months and months. So yeah. it has been a pleasant surprise that, you know, people have enjoyed it and it's been really nice. Um, and I think there is so many great podcasts out there at the moment. And one of the reasons why I really like yours actually is just because of like hearing that male perspective. I think it, yeah. grief is so different from everybody's perspective. And I think it is incredibly different for men and women. Um, so it's just really nice to have that male voice. Like, you know, I've sent it to my little brother and I sent it to like, you know, we use it at, at work. I send it over to um, like male colleagues when they're going through bereavement, because I know that, you know, the content that we produce, maybe they won't resonate to as much, but I know that, you know, if there's male voices kind of hosting a podcast, they're more likely to. And that's a really great thing for us to be able to do. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of strange because like it's it's similar to us in in a sense where, you know, um, we've had we've had have had guys on the podcast as well, but the majority of, I would say our guests, I think, well, I think it's almost just about balancing out now. But I think there was we had quite a lot of female guests, and I'm I'm not I'm not mad at it, you know. But I think essentially it goes back to, you know, that kind of thing of you know, males don't really talk as much, but I mean they do. But I think it's it's just about you know being open and comfortable um but fortunately the most of the male guests we've had reached out to they've always you know they've kind of been embraced it yeah I'm happy to talk about it and you know but I don't know if that's always a thing of where like maybe it's just like um I don't, I want, I don't want to say women are just more uh <laughs> more chatty <laughs> no, not, not, not even chatty just maybe more I don't know what the word word is um I don't want to say something along the lines of supportive, but I'm not saying men aren't too, but I just feel like they, they, were, they were literally, because um, I remember when we first started, I, I think we came across, um, uh, it was it was um, Shima from Spoken Grief, and she was like, on my days, like two men talking about, wow, this is, mm. you know, sort of thing. But, but we didn't even think it was, it was like, we thought there were men already in the space. We didn't think, okay, you know, actually, yeah. you know, there needs to be a lot more men in the space, you know, talking about it because, Again, like the, we see a lot of podcasts, and predominantly it is from women talking about grief, and and I and don't know that, that all that is fine, you know. But mm. as you as you guys said, you know, having different perspectives, male voices, and and women talking about it as well. So it's definitely good to have a like a a, a variety of different opinions and stories. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like you said, like it's just about finding your people. So if we can have more and more people talking about grief then hopefully, you know, society's norms will change over time. I think that you, gen, the generation that we're in and the generation especially below us, you know, they're in much more empathetic people. They are much yeah. more, you know, open mm -hmm. to talk about emotions and mental health and, you know, and grief as part of that. And that's going to be a really powerful thing, you know, in years to come. Yeah. If you could go back to... Um, the day that you you know lost your dad is there a piece of advice that you could give to that version of yourself um or to anybody else who's kind of newly bereaved I could go back um I would definitely say like you know it's not okay I don't want to say not bury head in the sand but I, I would say in terms of advice or if I could go back and, and advise myself is you know like embrace what's to come you know and don't feel like you can't kind of cry or express yourself because of this, uh, you know, this version of being a man. You know, I think like 
that's one thing I, I I didn't kind of take in my stride. I just thought, well, you know, actually, I'm a guy. We don't, I don't, I can't really cry about these things. I've got, I've got to be strong for everyone else, and you know, and focus on myself for last one. Actually, that's like I'm doing it backwards. It should be a thing of actually, with grief, it's not, it's not about whether you're a man or woman. People need to process grief, like, and 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 usually, um, people don't process it in the right way. Well, there's no, is no right or wrong way, but I think people often suppress it and. It's not about suppressing it because there's going to be a season where you're you're in deep mourning and there's going to be a season where, you know what, you're smiling again, you're happy again. So always remember that that it's not about, you know, being less of a man because you're crying. But if someone loses a parent, that's 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 a huge thing. You're going to cry. It's not it's not even about being a man or woman. It's it's, it's a deep thing like to, to deal with. Like a part of the natural response or emotion, usually emotions that grief evokes is, 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 is sadness. So and that's crying as part of that so it's, it's not it's nothing abnormal you know because mm. you're a man you know it's it's you have to embrace that like you, you can't suppress that because you're trying to um you know not let others think any less of you that's that's mm. not you know so i would say that's one of the big thing i, I would embrace the big cries <laughs> yeah, honestly embrace it man seriously it's actually one of the most like therapeutic things is if you have something like quite a lot of people have a song or you know a video that they can watch and they know it's going to make them cry yeah. and actually I found that like recently being just over a year on I'm kind of at a point where I've done a lot of processing at the like in the last few months and I've been really busy with work and so I've kind of just been getting on with things you know I think about my dad every day but I haven't been like sitting and crying like I did in the first six months and the other day I heard a song and it was like instant and I was like oh wow I really needed that cry like I actually hadn't realized how much I needed that and it makes you feel so much better as well just yeah. like a whole you know sense of release after it so I definitely say embrace the tears <laughs> and like you, you have I mean you don't have to but I just feel like sometimes there's something for a break or just just letting it out you know let it out because you know trying to hold it in and you know it I, I come back at some point you can't yeah, run 100 yeah. percent, and that's the worst thing i never want to feel like actually something's going to come back later and, and come come back 10 times worse you yeah. know i rather just just be in that moment there and there and and you know be able to like move on from it gradually i'm sorry move with it gradually as opposed to just like trying to avoid it neglect it you know because it, it, it will always come back that's just how emotions work if you suppress them somehow they'll, they'll come back in, in ways that usually you didn't expect and you don't you don't want that honestly thank you for listening to this episode of the grief sofa podcast please subscribe rate and review to help us reach new listeners if you have enjoyed listening and would like to join us on the grief sofa please get in touch on instagram at the grief sofa or email us the grief sofa at gmail.com.